0: Spiritual prayer, we're talking about thwarting the things of the enemy in the spiritual realm. But I want you to understand something how many of you have ever been corrected by the Lord? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I want to see your hands now. How many of you have ever been corrected by the Lord? God corrects you, really? Because that's not popular message in today's world. God is good and God is loving all the time. Oh, I don't know about you, but I've been to the woodshed with God a time or two. Because the Bible says he chastens those whom he loves. So let me tell you something. Don't blame the devil when you're messing around out where you're not supposed to be and God is saying, wrong, air, bing, 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 bing. Oh, the devil's after me. No, it is not. Chastening you. That, yeah, that that's that's yeah, and you know what? And this was the comment that I I've just meditated on this all week. He said this 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 gentleman said to me, he says, I just feel like I'm being sifted. And most people take that as, oh my God, I'm not gonna make it, what am I gonna do? This is what his and this is this was so good. That must mean that I've got something that the enemy is after, and so I can rejoice and glorify in glorifying God. Wow! You mean in the middle of all that you can still have peace and joy? Yeah, but is it a fight? Uh Uh-huh. And I told you this last week, if you live on this planet and until you live on this planet, you are going to have a fight. There is never going to be a time, now again, some of you are going to say, heresy, heresy. There's never going to be a time in your Christian walk when you say, ah, I'm there. That's it. I've made it. I've arrived. I've pushed through and that's the end. Once you get through one test, guess what's happening? Here comes another one. Oh, that we're not as happy as we wanted to go, are we? <laughs> yeah, all, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we got mighty quiet in this charismatic church. Wait, wait a second. Eh? I don't like, I don't think I like You're telling me there's another test and there's going to be trials and tribulations until you die. We just don't quit. And guess what? The Bible says we can have peace and joy in the middle of it. What an attitude. Yeah, I'm being sifted, but glory to God, there's something there that they must be after. You know what? You can rejoice in that. I got something you want. Neener, neener, neener. And I'm not giving it to you. And that's the fight. I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know about you, but you know, maybe when you were a little kid and you had milk duds, kids wanted your milk duds. I ain't giving you my milk duds. I'll fight you. That's the attitude we have over the enemy. But... How are you going to fight God? Listen, you know what? Here's... If you want God off your back, repent! Here you go. Don't be, don't be saying, well, I, you have every right to do whatever you want. Man has a will. And this has got nothing to do with my message. This is all pre-stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm not taking an offering. I've already done that. So we're, we're relaxed. But you know what? If you are living outside of the rules of God, there is punishment for that. If, if there is no punishment for sin, then God owes the devil himself an apology. Got really quiet all of a sudden. Because what was the devil's sin? Rebellion? And got him booted right out of heaven? Mighty quiet. So, again, I'm not saying that, that uh, you know, you're Satan. But what I am saying is... Sometimes you're, you're fighting the devil when it ain't the devil. It's you. You're in the wrong place doing the wrong thing, and God's saying, I'm not having it. Get thee behind me, Satan. You're talking to God. He ain't getting behind you. He's going to be all on top of you until you get it right. He chases the who he loves. I've got children. And I'll tell you what, sometimes you have to discipline your children. Don't go on the road. Why? Because you- be road critters smashed on the road you know you don't you don't need them to be on the road smashed so sometimes you have to chasten them because you desperately love them anyway that's my pre-sermon to my sermon just to get you all fired up today but listen I, i can't i can't stand in this pulpit and tell you about this easy believism gospel You accept accept Christ and everything is good and everything is going to be good and anything that bad ever happens to you is the devil. Sometimes we get out of the will of God and sometimes we willingly get out of his will and God goes, slaps you back in place. I don't know about you, but I've had my neck adjusted more than once. Yes, Lord. You know, I remember one time when I was growing up, that was before disciplining your children was called abuse. Zing. I remember being in a, in a restaurant, me and my brother and my sister, and they were little brats. Okay. I was the good one, right? And we're sitting there, and I remember distinctly telling my mom, hey, pass me the butter. Please. I forgot my manners for a minute, and right in the restaurant, whack! Sorry, Mom. I meant please. You know? Of course, back then, everybody did that. Of course, we probably won't air this because, you know, we'll have, I'll have 100 authorities down here. Ah, you're abusing your children. You, uh, you can abuse in your church. No. <clears throat> anyway, so I just wanted to, because I thought it was important that people understand that God does punish. God does correct. Out of love, but... So, if your life is a wreck... Because you're not where you're supposed to be, get where you're supposed to be. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with my rant. Praise God. So, I want to go on. Spiritual warfare. This is kind of the last I wanted to kind of sum things up. We talked about the very beginning, the foundation of spiritual warfare is the blood of Jesus. Because it's the blood of Jesus that, that everything is the basis of. It's the blood of Jesus that redeemed us. It's the blood of Jesus is the reason that we can say, that we can quote the scripture verses because he fulfilled them. It's the blood of Jesus. Then last week we said, where do you sit? We are sitting in a place of position of authority, but we're not walking in the authority that we have. And a lot of times, here's the thing. You are walking, not you don't have the authority because you're not walking where you're supposed to be walking. If I'm on the wrong road... I can't very well ask for, I've got authority in this situation. No, you are not where you're supposed to be. If you've got a worker that's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, what authority do they have? None. None. You know, you send somebody to dump some garbage somewhere, and they're not doing what they're supposed to be. Guess what? Your authority is now done. You have no authority because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Boy, you guys are quiet today. Maybe we need to strike up the band again. (laughs) Let's get happy. Uh, Listen, I'm trying to tell you the truth. I'm trying to help you because the days we're living in are dark. And it's hard. And it's heavy. And it's not going to get any lighter. And it's not going to get any easier. But we still win. And we can rejoice in it. Amen? Yeah, you can clap to that. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, you should get excited. I mean, I got excited, you know. Michigan scored 49 points. Woo-hoo! We got an Ohio State fan here, and we won't hold it against her. <laughs> this is, she's a friend of ours 20 years ago. You guys might remember her Bel Air Church, Living Word at North, I think, at that time. Um, Holy Spirit conferences. Um, and uh, so, you know, we've kind of reconnected after some years. Very, very blessed to have her with us. Um, so, anyway, that's who she is. That's who's sitting in the pastor section. That always kills me, you know. I remember preaching in one, and I don't know, I'm just storytelling today, I don't know. I was, I was, I was, I was preaching in the church one day. We were, we were, I think it was in North Carolina, we were evangelizing, and I picked up this guy on the road, he was hitchhiking. And I said, hey man, I'll buy you lunch after church if you'll come to church with me. Uh, yeah, free meal? Yeah. So, now listen, I'm a traveling minister and I'm a guest minister. Well, I bring him in the church and I sit him right up front with me in the preacher section. You should have seen the people's faces. Like, I mean, this guy's just disheveled and, you know, he was kind of, you know, and, and they were like, and you could read their lips. What is he doing up there? <laughs> and me, you know, being the passive, powerless person that I am, I went to the pulpit and I says, you know, this is so-and-so. Picked him up in the... Th- and I said, you know, some of you may have a problem with him sitting here. And I asked him, where would be a better place? In the back row? Out in the lobby? Maybe hell is where he needs to be today. Oh, man, you should have seen the blue hairs that day. I mean, steam was coming out of their ears. And, and, and so, but in this same church, I got done preaching. didn't have preach any kind of, a, any kind of a, a ministry time in my heart. I sat down. Then the pastor got up and said, well, that's enough God. Let's. God has for us today, and they pr- proceeded to have their show. I proceeded to excuse myself, not to go back. What does that have to do with anything? I don't have a clue. <laughs> but it was a great story—spiritual warfare. So here's the final story. at it? So I don't keep you here overtime today, if I can help it. The the last thing I want to talk about, we talked about the blood of Jesus. We talked about being seated in a position of authority. Here's the big one. Capturing your thoughts. Capturing your thoughts. This is huge. I believe this is where the rubber meets the road. I believe that this is the ultimate battle. Do you know why we deal with bullying in school? Do you know what that is about? That is a spirit of slander and gossip. That's what that is. And let me tell you what that does. Well, not just schools, churches too. All right? See, what happens is words are powerful, words are put into your life, you start believing these words, and guess what? Because of words, you act on those things. A kid gets told they're stupid long enough, they're going to believe it, and that's how they're going to act. They get told they're worthless long enough, they're going to believe it, and then pretty soon they're putting a gun to their head. You think I'm lying? I can give you I can give you five right off the top of my head that I know teens in our area that did that for that very reason. But we don't we won't want to talk about that. Where are we supposed to talk about it? It is a spiritual battle and we need to talk about it right here. I'm tired of well, we'll just pretend it's not happening. Baloney, it's happening. Well, you just gotta suck it up and because that's just gonna be life. To a certain point, yes. But you tell me how 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, they're not equipped to deal with that kind of stuff. We need to guide them. We need to have... So it's these thoughts. We need to learn how to capture these thoughts. I believe there's two major ways the devil uses thoughts. He puts thoughts in you about your fear for tomorrow, and he puts thoughts and fear in you about your past. And guess what he does? Just about the time, man, you're... Man, I'm getting there. Bang! He hits you with, oh yeah, but you know what you did? And I'm going to, I'm opening this up today, folks, and some of you are going to have to be mature because we got to hear this. That is an issue in this church right here today. Not as much as it used to be as prevalent. But somebody's got a past, therefore they've got no future. It's only humans that say that. Okay, I'll say it again. Somebody's got a past, therefore, that means they've got no future. Can't ever be used again. They're tainted. They're no good. Forget them. Now, there are some biblical things for that, but I don't know of anybody here that fits that profile. And let let me frost you a little bit more. There's going to be people that you don't approve of being used that are going to get used. And if you don't like that, you can take it up with me. I'm the pastor. If half the church isn't here next week, I get it. (laughs) But do you know what it is? You know what it comes down to? I am offended with you, so I don't think you're worthy. Who do you think you are? This is a mighty quiet charismatic church today. Thank you. But you know what? Here's listen, I've always told you. I'm just pretty transparent and pretty honest. Because if it was, you've got to be such and such and such and such to be used, I would not be. Okay. My thing is this I love you guys. Some of you don't even love me. We need to start loving each other. Because here's the thing when I'm offended with you, I'll, you're, you're, you're new, so I don't want to pick on you. Okay. If I'm a, okay, if I'm offended with you, guess what I do. Everything you do, I am looking for the error. Everything. It doesn't matter if you say it's black. Well, I don't think it's exactly black. I think it might be a little bit gray. So I think you're lying. We all have pasts. We all have hurts. We all have things. We have got to get past them. And we need and we need and we need to forgive each other. Because you know what? If I, if I hold this offense and I think, you know what, Jamie? Man, you did me wrong 20 years ago. And he has repented and God has, has done some things in his life, I'm cutting myself off from maybe some blessings of God. Can we get past that? We've got enough issues, folks. We don't need to be each other's issues. Can I just be real and honest with you today? Thank you. I've got some spiritually mature people here today. See, the thoughts about what am I going to do, thoughts about what I have done, these thoughts are absolutely paralyzing people. And what does bullying or, and I don't necessarily need the word bullying, but what does slander and gossip do? That very thing right there. It tells you something about you that you grab a hold of and believe, and that is not the truth, according to the word of God. All right, let me get to some scriptures so some of you are saying, well, he's just up there giving his opinion. He's a heretic. I've been called a lot of things. That's probably one of them. It says in Matthew 6.25, Therefore, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear, for after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I will. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. sufficient for the day is its own trouble. How many of you don't sleep at night worrying about tomorrow? Because, and listen, you talk about anxiety. It causes anxiety and stress. What's tomorrow going to bring? What's tomorrow, I don't know what to do. I've got this and this and this and this and do tomorrow. Today is sufficient for today. I don't know about you. I don't need any more than today's problems. I'm, I, am, I am not dragging tomorrow's problems. And here's what we do. The what if demon ministers to us. What if this and what if that? Oh, you're guessing. What if, what if, what if, what if lived right here, right now? You know what? I've got this problem today. Lord, help me get through this one. Tomorrow will be enough for tomorrow. Testify. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like this. I start planning. Yeah. Something so small just changes the entire course. My, my yeah. like, oh, I, I, I believe you need to plan and then you allow God to adjust. Amen. We have a church service. I kind of have a plan, but God my church services never turn out the way I think they were going to. Ever. Sometimes when I think people are going to really be quiet about this and they're crazy, and then I think, man, people are going to be excited about this, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> see. We worry about so many things family, vehicles, security. Where does it end? We spend our time worrying about things that aren't even here or may happen. And then here's the one the enemy really uses. And, you know, we kind of, when Terry was up, we've been through some ministry things together, some difficult things and tragic, horrific things in the ministry, and kind of went down memory lane. and. This is a big one. The enemy uses. He tries to drink, drag your yesterday into your today. And here's how the enemy uses people: I am never going to let you forget what you did. Forgive me. I've forgiven you, but I am never going to forget what you've done. Then you have not forgiven. I can forgive. Now it may be one of those things. Uh, I can't forget it. Okay, but I need to be able to forgive and move on. I've got to. We have to as a body. Not only here, but every church needs to be able to do this. Why? Anybody that wants to do anything in the body of Christ for the Lord today is a valuable commodity because there isn't many. That's yeah, there's not many who want to do anything. Because here's the problem. We have stopped being givers and started being takers. I come to church to get. And if you don't give it to me just the way I like with my pacifier the right way with the right colored juice, I don't want it. If you don't make this so, I'm going down the street because I'm not getting what I need. You come and give. You want love? Go give love. Here's a big one. You want a friend? Go be a friend. Yeah, yeah. You want healing? Go pray for healing. Be a giver. But see, we, uh, we're in a society of give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, do for me, do for me, do for me. And if you don't do it the way I want you to do it for me, I'm out of here. I don't know, when i got born again, It was like, what can I do and where can I do it? I don't care. And guess what? I bumped my head a few times. But I had leaders that said, nah, not this way, that way. Okay. And they just kept running. Don't quit. But we're going to have to get to this place. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12 says this, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Let me tell you something. When you repent... God says, "Okay, done." It's only us that say, ah ah, "Ah, ah, 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 ah." Now, let me make a little bit of a distinction here. You get somebody, okay, and I'll I'll, I'll use Jimmy Swaggart as a as an example because it's an example. Got into adultery, and can he be restored? God can restore him, but here's what happens. He was supposed to sit down for a season and be restored, and he was supposed to be restored, by, and he just said, wait a second, no, nope, church can't survive without me, so I, I can't do it. And, and so was he restored properly? I don't know. That, that, it's not my business. My point is this. You may get into a place, where, sin-wise, where you are not going to be able to be used the same, in the same position or the same place of authority. doesn't mean you can't be. But, You need to be restored before that. Now, that's a little different than what I'm talking about here, where, you know what? Somebody maybe made a mistake. Maybe somebody said something wrong. Maybe you were offended by them. Did you ever go to them and say, I don't understand this, and it really hurt me, explain this to me, and come, no, uh uh-uh, no, 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 I'll tell you what happens. You run to me and say, you know what they did? Go fix them. Now. There's a biblical principle for that. If You've gone to them, and they're like, and this has happened. Then they come to me. Then we go to them in a couple. And then if they don't go, then it's like, done. That's Bible. It hasn't very often I've had to get to that point. Usually when you go to them and, and, you know, you can get things right. Most of the time, you can. When you get together, you can get it right yourselves. Because it's either a misunderstanding or, or maybe we don't agree a little bit doctrinally. We can get past that. But you need to, we need to, that's what we need to be. You know what? You need to know that I am with you. You need to know that somebody in this congregation, that you are together, we're with you. We have a common enemy and it's not each other. So, forgives which are behind. Listen, some of you have been told, you're useless, no good, you're never going to amount to anything. It's a lie. What the enemy has meant for harm, God can and will use for our good. But I'm telling you what, sometimes it is so hard. When we went down this little thing of memory lane, we talked about some of the things that, I mean. I, when I came into to Christ, I had rose-colored glasses on. I thought everybody loved Christ the way I did, and everybody was on fire for Christ the way I was, and I got slapped with reality. Wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? They do that? They're doing that? They're, what, what, they're lying? They, they stand in a pole, and they lie? And they manipulate? And they cheat and they steal? What? Wait, I, I, my mind went tilt. But through all of that, I'm telling you, the difficulties that we went through, I would not be who and what I am today without them. So in that, I can say I rejoice in the hardships that I went through. And let me tell you something. It wasn't easy. But here's what I know. If you keep your focus on Christ and trust Him, He he can and will bring you through it isn't sometimes just a snap. Up, boom! All of a sudden, it's gone. Sometimes it is just a nasty, grinded-out fight every day, every day. So we've got to forget some of the things in our past. Listen, every once in a while, the enemy reminds me of things I used to be, and some of that is not who I am. I am a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away. Sometimes you need to just stand on and say, no, that is not. The old man tries to rise up and say, hey, remember me? I vaguely remember you, but that is not who I am anymore. And that is a fight. I am not going, you know, I'm not going to be that angry man that I was before. Now, is there still some anger issues, anger time? Oh, yeah, there is. And I battle them because sometimes as a man, I get uptight about things. you You know? You know, I... My daughter's man, she's my heart. Mess with her. Dad gets upset to where things go through my head that aren't godly. You know, I I have to put my hands in my pockets because then they don't reach out and touch someone. You see, he wants to bring your yesterday into your today. No, yesterday is gone. Leave it there. As? why can't we? In Second Corinthians ten four and five, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Down strong, casting down results to the knowledge of God, bringing everything the obedience of Christ. That word carnal is for warfare, not of the flesh or physical. You cannot physically. Beat a thought out of your head. Try banging your head on the wall. That thought's still not going to go until you're unconscious. And here's the other thing. I can't physically beat the thought out of somebody else's head, even though I want to. (laughs) Stop thinking that way. Stop thinking that way. Stop thinking that way. But it says bringing, it says that word "mighty" is powerful. They're mighty, powerful in God. for pulling down of strongholds or fortresses. The enemy tries to build a fortress in your thoughts about tomorrow or yesterday, or who he's trying to convince you you are today. I don't know righteousness of Christ, or the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who I am. Do I always act righteous? No. But thank God it's His righteousness and not mine. Thank God that He will forgive me. Thank God that He sent Jesus to redeem me. That's all the difference. So do you have some thoughts that are fortresses in your life? You, do you have thoughts that continue to control emotions in your life? Let me tell you why divorce is so destructive. Because when you get remarried, and again, I'm not hammering on people that are divorced and remarried. Get a grip here. Anytime you have something to compare to, the enemy uses it. You ever been walking, walking in a store and you hear some music from 1980? That's my generation. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> And And all of a sudden it takes you back to the exact place you were doing exactly what you were doing. And those thoughts are like, Man, what a cool time. No, it wasn't a cool time. It was a horrible time. Convince yourself. Remind yourself. Don't let the enemy drag stuff in. He uses those fortresses in your mind. We need to take those thoughts captive immediately. You know? Listen, I learned this on the mission field. You go to the mission field in Africa, man, and you're preaching. There's 14 women breastfeeding on the front row. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not... You know what? You had better be able to take your thoughts captive. <laughs> People say, "Well, then you shouldn't be talking about that in church." Well, listen, it's, it's a fact. It's a fact, and it's life. And, there's, and guess what? We deal with strongholds in our inner minds. The enemy says, "Again, it all goes back to in the garden." telling us there's something you somehow do not measure up so you need something. See, that word argument, right there it says casting down arguments. That word argument means thought. Casting down thoughts. Casting down thoughts in every high thing that exalts itself against God. Captivity means. This is what it means. It means making captive by the word of God. So the word of God. It is impossible, I believe. I'll put it that way. It is impossible. I believe to do that with. It's impossible to do it without the word of God. And do you know? Do you know why this fear and anxiety? Do you know why that is gripping so many people? Thoughts. It's the thoughts. You, they, it, it's, and, and listen. I'm, I know lots of people that are dealing with lots of those things, and I'm not poo-pooing any of it. And I'm not. But here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that when all of a sudden these thoughts get rolling, man, all of a sudden it is overwhelming, and you can't control it. And I mean, you just, you're over, so overwhelmed that you're paralyzed by it. That's a miserable, demonic place to be. So what do we do? We do what we know to do. We try of using the word of God. And let me tell you something else. I'm going to say something. Word of faith people get nuts over me about this. I don't care if you need to see a psychiatrist, psychologist, doctor, use medication, every tool that is available to win the victory until you're free of it all. Now, do I believe God is the ultimate? Yes, 100%. But if I don't have quite enough faith to get there, then I'll use whatever I've got to to get there until I'm free and I can get there. Because God gave man wisdom, did he not? And he gave us stuff to help us. I'm all for it. To get you to where you need to be. There's some people that are strong enough to say, I can just faith my way through this. Some people aren't there. I don't want those people that aren't there like They're condemned. No, I don't want them condemned. I want them free. If it takes a little bit of this to, to give you some time to get a grip so that you can get the word of God more in you can build your faith so when you can get free of that stuff, then praise God, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Amen? Can we just be real in the body of Christ? We're not perfect. And so therefore, if anyone is in Christ as a new creation, all things have passed away. All. Everybody say all. All. And I looked up the Greek, the Hebrew, the Latin. All means all. Everything has passed away. All things have become new. So we are free in Him, even though it doesn't feel like it, because we are bombarded every single day with our thoughts. And people are very, very good at helping you along with your thoughts. I've got a pain in my side. It's cancer! (laughs) You're gonna die! I had an aunt. She had a pain in her side. She was dead in three weeks. You only got a few weeks to live. I can't God, maybe that's the truth. But I don't want to hear that. What I want to hear is the faith. Hey, you, you know, you it's just a cramp. Just a cramp. But our minds want to take us there. Guess the enemy wants to take us there. We have got, and let me tell you what. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Because of the blood of Jesus, because we're seated in high places, we have the authority and the ability to take these thoughts captive. But we've got to use the word of God. Jamie was preaching. He said, you need to have some scripture verses in your pocket ready because when you're driving down the road and this thought's come, you know, shoot yourself. You need to be able to say, no, I will not. I am the righteousness of Christ. Greater is he that is in me that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. These are the way to battle some of these thoughts. And then there's some even more specific ones. Make a covenant with your eyes. I'm going to work hard at just looking at righteousness. I'm going to meditate on what is good and beautiful and perfect. I'm going to see my brother or sister. I'm going to see the things of God in them. Not every little mistake they've ever made. Do you know how much we're missing? Do you know how much we're missing because we put people in that box? You know, my wife is, she's a behind-the-scenes person. She does not like being up front. So every once in a while, she say, honey, this is how she'll do it. Is it all right? Okay, I'm going to do it, and I might be in trouble. I'll repent. She'll say, honey, I I really feel like the Lord's given me something, but I just don't know. But see, I know her. That is the enemy trying to convince her that what she's got isn't useful, isn't good, isn't good enough. And I say, if she says that to me, I know she's got something from God because that is outside of her. And she comes up, and she gives some little nugget, and I'm like, wow. If you see her as one. She's just the pastor's wife. I tell you what, she's the best pastor's wife. Now, Terry, what, what you're saying? What was your saying? The wheels and the what? Uh, David and I were riding. She's the wheels and the sprockets. And that's the truth. We get anywhere we're going because of her. I'm the mouthpiece, man. We go on vacation. Here's my idea of a vacation. Hey, honey, let's go to Florida. Great! Grab a bag in the car. We're gone. That's all I need. There's no planning. If there is a snowstorm in Florida in July, she's prepared. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, this isn't a pump up my wife because she's my wife thing. Listen, we've been in a lot of churches, and I've sat under several pastors and their wives. I would love to sit under this woman. Because she's easy and gentle and submitted to her husband. And so I'm just blessed, blessed, blessed to have her by my side. Anyway, that doesn't really have anything to do with the message either, but maybe you needed that today. Listen, here's what we need to do as I close. Remind yourself that you are new, the old is dead, the Lord loves you, the Lord accepts you. The Lord may correct you, but He still loves you and He still accepts you. How many of you ever corrected your children, but you still accept them and you still love them? You know, it isn't like, you were bad, you're out. If that was the case, my kids would have been thrown up 432 times. (laughs) See, I am not the old, angry, drunken, perverted, tormented, fearful, worried person in bondage anymore. I am new. That's what the Word of God says. That's what I'm going to put in my heart. That's what I'm going to put in my spirit. That's what's going to come out of my mouth. And what other people say is their problem. I can't make it mine anymore. And that's what we tend to do. We take what people say to us, we internalize it, we personalize it. We're more than conquerors. That means we're more than conquerors in every single area. But this is the spiritual battle right here, these thoughts. Yeah, all right. One more testimony. I'm going to shut her down. Go ahead. Yes. And I was thinking about it, and I would go to bed, and I would come here, and then you would answer every question I thought. Praise God. I'd like to say it's because I'm that good. But I would, you know, the thing of it is, if I said that, I might grow feathers and be out there eating grass in a short time. Some of you know what I'm talking about in the Bible. So I'm going to give all the glory to Jesus Christ. And that's by the Spirit of God, my friend. And I have seen you come so far, so far, and I'm thrilled. So, listen, can we get to a place where we understand spiritual warfare? The blood of Jesus has given us the authority. We're seated in position of authority, and we can take captive these thoughts that will take us to where God wants us to be. Can we start loving one another to a place where, you know what, we can... We're not overlooking faults, but we're going to love you in spite of your faults, and God's going to restore you, and God's going to get you to a place where, you know what, you are useful, because again, I'm going to say this, and I want you to hear this. Anyone that has a desire to do anything for Christ today is a valuable commodity. Because there are not a lot of them. You know what used to be split in churches? 20% of the people doing 80% of the work? You know what the statistic is now? 90-10. 10%. Okay? Some of that's the 90%'s fault. Some of that is leadership's fault. Now I'm just gonna be honest. So what do we have to do? Obviously, you know, there's there's seasons of growth and seasons of of pruning, and there's you know, I I I got born again and man somebody said, Man, you got a call on your life to minister? And I'm like, ooh, yeah, Learjet's countries. I'm going everywhere 25 years later. Here I am. It, you know, I was really rough around there. So we got a little time. But you know what it came down to is just being faithful and not quitting. And here's something a man of God told me one time. He said, if you want to be great in the kingdom, how does it go? If you want to be great in the kingdom, you... Have, If you want to be great in the kingdom, don't quit. And by the process of elimination, you will be great. That's a sad testimony. It's sad, but it's the truth. Don't quit. And if God's got something in your life for you, it will come to to fruit. And no man can stop that. Now, in the church setting, certainly we have authorities and structures and things like that, but, but I want you to know, As your pastor, I I try not to to have my thumb on people so much. But we do watch and we look at character and there's some things and there's some growth that needs to take place maybe in some areas. But I will obey God. God says, do this, I'm going to do it, whether I agree with it or not. So, if I'm willing to do that, you're going to have to be willing to do that too. I don't like them. Well, too bad. <laughs> You're not ever going to like everybody. It's okay. You know, that's my thing. I, I, yeah, I'm i just going to be honest. I don't love everybody. Some people I tolerate. But you know what? If we're going the same direction, even if we may not get along, we can go down. We can be going the same direction. Maybe it's on the opposite side of the street, but we're still going the same direction. We've got to get to a place in the body of Christ where there isn't, yeah, division and and what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word, Davine? Um Discord, but it's, uh, they come in with an agenda. Your agenda should be the vision of the church. Now, I'm not saying I'm the all get all of all, end all, end all, end all, but God's given me a vision and and what you want to do, you should hook up so that the vision can go forward because if God's got you here and you're part of the vision and and we can go forward. But people with their own agenda, this is what I want to do, then I suggest you go start a church. I said a lot of things today and covered a lot of ground. I feel like I kind of used the shotgun approach. So I I don't know if there was a a message to this other than take your thoughts captive. But what we did do today is so we did a lot of house cleaning. A lot of just sometimes, sometimes you need to sit down, mom and dad, with the kids and say, hey, things aren't quite right. Let's get them fixed. So that was just kind of a hey, let's be aware. Because I'm telling you what, this body, whew, the power that we have, we can change this region. Can. And we are, and we will. But, do the spiritual work. Take those thoughts, captive and see. You are more than what you think you are. Amen? Well, let's just pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord, that we have people that will even come here to hear a thing I have to say. We appreciate you, Holy Spirit. We give, Lord, we give you all the glory and all the credit for all of us. Now, I pray, Lord, that people heard my heart and they heard this message correctly. We come against any misunderstanding, any strife, Lord, any division in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that people are going to start looking at people and walking with forgiveness in their hearts. Because something that happened five years ago is yesterday. Today is the day of salvation. Go forward, Lord. And so I thank you that this body can do powerful, powerful things in this region. See, many, many ministries. Lord, just give us the direction. Give us the vision. Give us the structure. And I thank you, Lord. We are all submitted to you. And we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, all right, give the Lord a hand clap. God bless you, guys. We will see you.